This is HPR episode 2027 entitled Old Engineers and New Engineers. It is hosted by Gabriel Evenfire and is about 13 minutes long. The summary is I describe my and my children's attempts to solve a puzzle. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello Hacker Public Radio, this is Gabriel Evenfire. I have another short little podcast for you. This is a story of old engineers versus new engineers. Uh, in this story, uh, it features me and my children, uh, I being the older engineer, obviously. And it was my birthday, and I received from my in-laws a, a cute little novelty item. It's a, a little wooden puzzle. Now this, imagine if you will, a cylinder where it's about three inches in diameter, about one inch tall if you lay the circular face on a table, okay? So you've got this little hockey puck shaped block of wood. Now cut it in half mentally across the middle of the circle, okay? So now you have this little wooden half moon, about an inch wide and uh, about a, yeah, an inch thick and about three inches wide across the circular part and about an inch and a half tall going from the rectangular end to the arced end. Okay, so uh, if you've got this shape in mind, now I'm going to say that the arced end of this, the arced face of this little puzzle is the bottom, the rectangular face which is the part that is sort of, you know, where the hockey puck was cut in half. We'll call that the top, okay? So, now if you're looking at this little wooden puzzle, and you put the bottom, that's the arced face, on the table, and you're looking down from the top on this rectangular face, you'll see that there is a, another, uh, there's a cavity, a well, that has been scooped, a curved well that's been scooped out of the middle of this uh, half-moon shaped block, okay? So it's uh, like a uh, a little hockey puck was dug out of the bigger hockey puck. Um, And so at the very, very bottom of this well, this cavity inside of the puzzle, inside of the wood, there's a, a small little piece of uh, a little piece of wood at the bottom that cuts the well in half, but uh, it doesn't divide it completely. That that little 
you know, wall, if you will, doesn't come all the way back up to the, the level of the rectangular face. And inside of the well, there were two little metal balls, uh, about, you know, say, a millimeter or two in diameter. And so the balls could go into either side of the well. They could just hop over the wall if you tilted it enough. Uh, the rectangular face was covered with a surface of clear plastic, so you could see down into the well, but the balls wouldn't come up out of it. And then, at each of the ends of the well, um, at, the, the, at the ends of the well, there were notches cut in about the diameter of the little metal balls. And they were cut in far enough so that the two metal balls could comfortably fit in either one. And these are essentially at, so they're essentially cut in uh, at the, into the narrow end of each end of the well. So if you've got this little half moon on the table, you know, you can, uh, and, and you've, uh, and you've got it a semicircular side uh, facing you, then you can rock it to the left and the right on its curved arc, and the balls will roll along the well, and if you tip it far enough, they'll fall into the little notch at the end, and if you roll it to the right, they'll roll to the other side and fall into the other notch. And the object of the puzzle is to get one ball in each of those notches at the exact same time. So I looked at this and uh, was playing around with it, tilting it back and forth. And I thought, okay, I've done puzzles like this before, sort of, not like this one, but you know, I've done, done mechanical puzzles before. You know, I'm gonna be tempted to try and just, you know, jiggle the balls and hope they both go into their appropriate notches on both sides. But that's really not going to work very well. I'm going to try and, you know, get them, tilt them all the way to one side, and then quickly see if I can snap it over to the other and get one over. That's not going to work either. I know the answer isn't going to be anything like that. So I, I start pondering, and of course I, I notice that the, uh, the, uh, this clear plastic face that keeps the balls from coming up out of the well, that's really the only uh, flat surface in the whole thing. So I think, okay, well, what if I do this? I'll turn it on its side, I'll get one ball and one notch, and then I'll guide, I'll tilt it sideways very slowly so that the other ball rolls to the other notch, and I bet you there's just enough friction, well, the, enough, I'm sorry, not to the other notch, but to the other side of the well, along the face of this plastic plate, there should be just enough friction in the notch to keep the one ball in there, and then... If I very, very, very slowly tilt the whole thing upside down, then I'll have both balls on a flat surface. And if I just keep that friction up just enough, I should be able, on the, for the ball that's in the notch, I should be able to guide the, the free ball into the opposite notch. And sure enough, I'm able, with some very, very excruciating patience, able to do this and then very 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 slowly and carefully turn it back over so that it comes 
I'll say, back into the original orientation with the curved side down and one ball in each notch. Yay for me! I looked at this and I, well, okay. I figured out a method to do it. But, look, these are little cute puzzles and, um, you know, the, the, the solution's always simpler than this. It never requires that much finesse and it never requires, uh, what I would say, um, relying on on things like just enough friction from just enough imperfections in the cuts or anything like that to to hold the the little uh little balls in place so i knew i knew i'd i hadn't really figured the puzzle out well i had figured out a solution but it really wasn't a satisfying solution but nevertheless i was impatient so i go and i open up the directions to see what's this uh What's the real solution? I look at it and, ah, of course, yes, silly me. Well, I probably could have thought about it longer, but I'll never know now. I'll never know if I would have thought of the more elegant solution. That's the price of impatience, I suppose. So, um, if you don't want to hear the solution to this puzzle, by the way, then you should probably stop this right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put a picture of this puzzle, of course, in the show notes so you can... Uh, see what I'm talking about uh, and get a better feel for what's going on here. But then, uh, to continue with the story, I decided to then uh, give this puzzle to uh, one of my children. Now, my second daughter, who's 12, she loves all things engineering. She likes building things out of um, electronic kits and uh, out of little robot kits and so forth and so on. And She's, uh, she says she wants to be an engineer someday, so okay. Figure this is up her alley, and I show it to her. And, uh, she starts playing with it, and she says, Oh, Dad, it's too hard. I don't know. I can't figure this out. You know how kids are. So I, I said, Oh, you could do it. You just got to think about it some more. I'll leave you alone. You'll figure it out. And then, you know, it's like, No, I can't figure it out. Uh, I come back 10, 15 minutes later. She's like, no, this is too hard. I can't do it. I mean, of course, she wants a hint, right? So decide I'll give her a, a very vague hint. And, um, and I say, okay, well, here, here's what you do, okay? Look, if, do you understand what yaw, pitch, and roll are? Okay, well, you know, if you're holding your hand out in front of you, face down, right, and you tilt it forward and back, that's, you could say, that's yaw. And then... If you're twisting it left and right, then that's pitch. And if you're turning it so it's face up, face down, face up, you know, that's roll, okay? And you, my dear daughter, are, you know, you are, you're, you're doing a lot of yaw right now, but you're not doing very much pitch or roll. So you got to think about the other motions, okay? Just think about the other motion. Oh, Dad, that's not a very good clue. Uh, okay, don't just keep thinking about it. I leave her alone. I'm like, ah, we'll see if she figures it out. I'm not gonna give her any more than that. And you know, despite all of her protests, an hour later she comes back down, and she puts it on the table, and she gives the solution that was indeed on the card. She just puts it on the table and she spins it, and sure enough, the balls fly to the edge of the well and into the appropriate notches. Yay! Good for her. She stuck with it long enough to. To, to actually figure it out. So I was thinking, okay, that's, that's good. Good for her. Um, and then uh, I bring the puzzle back downstairs. And my youngest, my six-year-old, is down in the kitchen. 
And she says, oh, what's that, Daddy? And I said, oh, it's a little puzzle. And I show it to her, and I say, here, you've got you've got to get one ball in each end. And so she, she tips it and puts both balls in one notch, and I say, no, 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 you've got one at each end. Oh, she said, well, here, I'll tip it the other direction. No, 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 it's got to be one ball in each end at the same time. And she's like, oh, okay. So she's playing with it, and she's staring at it, you know, looking at it. And I go over to the refrigerator. I'm like, oh, I'll just get a drink. You know, we'll see if she ever figures it out. And she um, walks around the other way to the refrigerator, around the opposite, uh, the opposite side of the island in our kitchen to the refrigerator, and pulls a refrigerator magnet off of the refrigerator and proceeds to use it to pick the balls up out of the well, drag them to the edge, drop them in the notch, put one in each end, and says, look, Dad, I figured it out. And I was completely beside myself because I thought this is the absolute best solution yet. <laughs> Talk about completely not, uh, completely not taking anything for granted, not making any assumptions, and my gosh, the simplest and most elegant of the solutions, I think. Anyways, so. This is a, you know, this is just a reminder of me, reminded me immediately. See, this is what happens as you, as you become the older engineer. You, you, you're already thinking about, oh, well, I've seen this. I'm not going to try this. I'm not going to do this. And you, it's hard to get that fresh perspective. And it's always amazing then to see just, to see life through the eyes of a child again and realize just how, how unlimited the possibilities are in our world for fixing problems. So it was a, a fun, fun, uh, heartwarming event. And I thought that uh, maybe the hackers out there in HPR land would get a kick out of it. So with that, uh, this is Gabriel Evenfire signing off until next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.